ISIL and Kurdish forces continue their fight over Kobani, the latest from the Pentagon. The 101st takes the reins in West Africa as the Ebola battle continues. And the footprint shrinks, downsizing in Afghanistan. Welcome to DoD News Now, I'm Petty Officer Lori Bent. ISIL and Kurdish forces continue their battle over Kobani. Pentagon spokesperson Rear Admiral John Kirby says Kurds seem to be in control of the majority of the town, but conditions there remain tenuous. Meantime, the Pentagon is looking into whether a particular aid bundle containing various weapons dropped by U.S. forces wound up in the wrong hands. They are certainly of the of the kinds of material that was dropped with small arms, ammunition, and, and weaponry. So. Um, it's not out of the realm of the possible in that regard. But again, we're taking a look at this and, you know, we just don't know. Admiral Kirby says he's confident a vast majority of the bundles landed with their intended targets. The 101st Airborne is headed to the Ebola fight in Liberia. Their departure from Senegal was supported by airmen from Kentucky's Air National Guard, who stood up operations in Dakar earlier this month. The 101st will be funneling humanitarian aid and military support into West Africa as part of Operation United Assistance. The commander of the 101st AD Air Assault, Major General Gary Valeski, will take command of the operation from Major General Darrell Williams. Williams has been there for about a month and he told us last week he's confident in the safety of U.S. troops deployed there. Meantime, Northern Command continues its work assembling something similar to an Ebola SWAT team. The military medical team of 20 nurses, five doctors and five protocol specialists are being trained at Fort Sam Houston to essentially deploy to any domestic location in the event of additional Ebola cases. They will not deploy to Africa. Children orphaned by the virus are being set up in a makeshift shelter in Liberia. The stigma associated with the illness prevents otherwise willing helpers from wanting to care for them. Survivors who are immune once they are recovered are taking care of the kids. One healthcare worker saw a little girl's mother die in an ambulance where he was working and couldn't help but take her in. Really, the child was vulnerable, and uh, she was had nobody to take care of. Nobody and wanted her because nobody of the stigma. Wanted, no, the stigma, she was just alone crying in the street, you know, just that, that. So it was very pitiful, nobody to take care of her. So I myself, I felt sorryful, and I almost cried. The shelter was set up in an abandoned building. Some 4,000 children have lost parents to the deadly virus. In Afghanistan, the current challenge is dismantling facilities while some operations are still underway. Here's more on how commanders at Bagram Airfield are reshaping for Operation Resolute Support. The big challenge right now, I think one of the main ones is obviously the population. Uh, we did a big drop, uh, ISAF did, and up, in, up until February. It's been relatively flatlined because this is a major hub. So most folks fall back through here. So the flatline population on BAF has been challenging to take some of this uh, temporary infrastructure down. And so what we've had to do is implement the expeditionary standard, get them in into a tighter footprint, and work the consolidation and, and, and tear down of their, of their infrastructure. The other part is taking the disparate parties that have disparate interests, try to centralize a governance structure that helps manage that, that comes up with one solution that's good for Bath. And those are the real challenges that we have here. And there's work that will, uh, that will obviously be carried out into next year. And so we've got a plan for that. So as we taper off and come out in December with uh, 
you know, U.S. soldiers doing the deconstruction, we're transitioning over to contract work to do the rest of the descope effort into the into the next uh, out years. 14 million people in the U.S. are infected with HPV each year, and about 26,000 of those will develop cancer. The sexually transmitted, transmitted viral infection is known to cause cancer to reproductive organs in men and women. The virus is most common in people in their late teens and early 20s. Military doctors say vaccinations have resulted in a decrease in cancer cases across the country. Initially, women were mostly encouraged to have the three-shot series because the virus was so clearly linked to cervical cancer. Before pap smears were developed, cervical cancer was actually one of the leading causes of cancer death in American women. And worldwide, in places that don't have access to routine screening, cancer, cervical cancer is still a leading cause of death in women. And so that was the initial target. Doctors say children aged 11 or 12 should get the vaccinations, which have resulted in a 50% decrease in instances of HPV since 2006. Be sure to check out the DoD Facebook page. Watch for us also on Twitter. I'm Petty Officer Lori Benz. Keep it right here for the latest in DoD News.